Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. everybody all right hear me man hear me welcome welcome once again to from the outside in wait i fucked that up already from the outside looking in the nation's number one number one podcast dedicated to rastafarian and east indian alt-right members that's right we are really really focused in on a niche market that is the rastafarian Alt right, right member. Yes, yeah, exactly. We be talking yeah, about family man. values, man. Absolutely. God made Adam and weed, not Adam and Steve. That's what <laughs> we're talking about here. <laughs> ah, no, fuck it. Welcome to the From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing. You know the deal. Fucking Pat and I like sports. We like comic books. We like movies. And we talk about that shit. And sometimes we have a laugh and sometimes we have a beer. Most of the time I'm having a Diet Dr. Pepper. My fingers smell like lemon. But anyways, welcome. <laughs> Just Once say my again, smell like lemon. Well, yeah, Cassie's making an apple crisp, so you got to put the lemon juice on the apples, right? So I was <laughs> squeezing the because all right. So, but my, I just put my fingers by my face and look. Like, mm, it smells like lemon, and I'm Greek, right? So I can't fucking. I'm like, oh goddamn. I'm like, mm, I love the lemon. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love the lemon. Well, <laughs> anyways, welcome. To from the outside looking in, I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the lemon to my line, Mr. Patrick Banus in the house. All the time. Pat, you're looking good today, bud. I, uh, I've got my super fresh Keep Nashville Cozy t-shirt on. Um, we're, we're, we're just back from a wild and woolly weekend in Nashville last weekend. I know, yeah, man. You you were having the old Nashville hot. Did you get a Nashville hot? Yes, sir. You know we did. We uh, damn well better. So we did a full um, we did a full taste test. We did not we did not just go we did not just stop at one. So, um, you know, we uh, we went to we physically went to the legendary Hattie B's. Sure. And yep. we ordered uh, whatever they're, you know, unfortunately, like every place is different. So like Hattie B's, I think, has like six levels of heat. And wow. we were we were around like four. Yeah. How and, was that? Uh, How heat wise? Was it hot? It was banging. The guy. It was banging. It was just it was just the right amount of heat. Um, then we also ordered from uh, Prince's, which is a big uh, uh, hot chicken Chain, I don't want to call it a chain, but it's it's probably a chain. They got a, a couple locations. They got a in bunch the of locations, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And then we also got uh, Party Foul. Party Foul, F-O-W-L. Oh, yes, because the chicken's a foul. That is fucking great. So we started with Hattie B's, straight up chicken sandwich, lettuce, pickles, pretty much that's it, boom. And it just was like, it had real good heat. It was nice. We were, we, we were, she got, um, Eve gets in line at Hattie B's. I'm like, 
I'm gonna need some, we're gonna need to get some water or something just in case. So I, I'm like, I'm gonna go up to the CVS and I'll meet you at the CVS. I go to the CVS, I get like a gallon of water. I get like four giant like uh, um, Arizona iced tea Johns just to like, you know, like just to have stuff. Did you get because the sweet tea? The Arizona sweet tea? No, this is like got, 80% um, sugar? No, I got two lemon teas and I got two, unfortunately, to my regret, diet Arnold Palmer's. Mm. And I I looked at the label and I thought it was okay. And then I drank one and looked at the label again and it had that fake sugar. And I, I can't do fake sugar. Like it just I love like, fake sugar. Fake sugar is the best thing in the world. So I couldn't do it. So I left one in the refrigerator when we left the hotel. Like I was like, you can have this one. But I was like, I need to make sure I have some like water. I gotta be, I gotta make sure I'm good in you case gotta hydrate. Like, yeah. this is yeah. hot. In case it's doing real a, hot. You're doing um, a natural hot. Hattie B's was nice, real nice, real good heat. Um, Prince's was was good, but not enough. Like I don't know if we just I don't know if we didn't find the comparable. Like I think Prince's has like seven or eight levels of heat. Okay, it's absurd. And you and went with like a four because yeah, you like went a four, four or five yeah, or something. Right. Like you know, we try to find something comparable, and right. it had a little bit of kick in the beginning, but nothing at the end. Gotcha. Um, party foul. Put the hot sauce on the side, Ooh, so I get a chicken that's sandwich. A, that's a party foul, in that my is opinion. A party, it's a legit party foul. So I get a sandwich, yeah. and it's like the chicken, lettuce, tomato, bacon. I'm like, what the? F- what is this? Yeah. So we tried it. I mean, part of the the charm of Nashville hot chicken is the sauce being on there and permeating. Yeah, yeah I mean, like that's the whole thing. So we I tried. can get hot sauce and and get Kentucky Fried Chicken and call it a day. We tried and um, it was just like I don't. I'm not. I'm on vacation. I'm not here to do the work. So I was like, well, forget it. I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time on this. The sandwich is okay. The winner was Hattie B's. All right, Hattie B's. So. Um, we were downtown. We were down in Nashville to see. Uh, Eve had gotten tickets to see Lil Nas X. Oh yeah, I saw the uh, saw the post. Yeah, in Nashville. So it was the only weekend um, concert that he had that we could go to. So we built a whole weekend around it, and so we did. You know, we did Broadway, which is just the big. Um, Honky tonk looking strip of of town. Yeah. Um, is that I, is that where is that where the Grand Old Opry is? Uh, no, no. The Grand Old the uh, the Grand Old Opry is different. It's not in. I've actually been in the Grand Old, uh, the Opryland Hotel. Okay. I've actually been in the Opryland Hotel like in the mid nineties. Okay. In college, it's not near Broadway. It's different. But the one thing I did notice on Broadway, Bridgestone Arena. Home of the Nashville mm. Predators. Yeah, Smashville. Smashville, yeah. Literally, right on Broadway. Honky-tonk, 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 Predators Arena. Smashville, yeah. Unbelievable. I could not believe it's it's a, it's a little bit smaller of an arena than a lot of other places. But just to see it right on that real estate there, right on that stretch of road. Where but it, has to, just, it has to be a great time going to a game there. You know what I mean? <sighs> Just it's just bar 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 music as far as the eye can see and as far as the ear can hear and here is Bridgestone Arena right in the middle of that I just could yeah. not believe my eyes we pulled up to a corner and I was just like oh it's right there yeah amazing so good um, did you go get a, a Roman Yossi jersey 
No, I didn't get anything Preds. No Preds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No Preds. Hey. And hey. unfortunately, they had a big gap in their schedule. I was thinking about, like, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. They, they were, were overseas. They were overseas. Yeah. So they, I they, was trying to figure they, out what I was going to do. They weirdly had the first two games of the actual NHL season on the same day that there were still preseason games going on because they were overseas. The the oh, Preds and the were, Sharks. Those are those are regular season games. Yeah, the Preds and the Sharks were regular season games. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, Broadway was full of um, literally every bachelorette party in the nation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I have never I've never seen in my life the number of chop top buses full of girls in cowboy boots and cowboy hats doing Mm. karaoke in a bus Mm. just driving by all over the place it was insane dude nice just insane um then like late friday night um eve gets a notice from like i guess her the facebook event for the concert Lil nas x and it was like new date and we're like uh what so he changed the date from saturday to sunday um, we had a flight out on Sunday. There was also Elton John playing at Bridgestone Arena on Sunday. We were like, what are you doing? Right. And so it just completely changed the complexion of the weekend, um, which was a little bit sad for her. Um, you guys well, did wind up going to a show, though, right? So I was originally going to go to this place called Exit Inn. It was a small bar that did, like, rock and roll shows. Yeah. Over by Vanderbilt's campus. Vanderbilt's campus is is at the south end of Broadway. Broadway runs all the way up to the river. The river, the river separates the honky-tonk bullshit from Nissan Stadium where the Titans play. Yeah. And then there's some other Nashville neighborhoods north of that. Sure. Um, I was gonna go. I was gonna go down to this place called Exit Inn and see just a rock and roll show. And I we happened to be sitting in the in the hotel room trying to figure out what to do with ourselves. And I'm looking through their version of a city paper. Yeah. And I see like you know this place called Broadway Bowl. It's like a bowling alley. And it was like blah 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 Fontaine's DC. Fontaine's DC is an Irish punk band that I was actually gonna see. Like this week in Pittsburgh, they were going to be in Pittsburgh and I was going to go. And I was like, what? They're here. Right. And she was like, let's do it. She's like, fuck that little Nas X. He's dead to me. Let's go. And I was yeah, like, yeah, hell yeah. Nice. So nice. We uh, we went to this bowling alley. They had like eight or they had like eight to ten bowling lanes. And then at the end of the bowling lanes, there is a little partition. And then there's a stage, a bar. And just, it's a music space. And we had a great time. Um, Fontaine's DC killed it. They were great. Um, if you're into that kind of like British, that UK post-punk, um, like Idols, like yeah. who we saw up in Detroit. If you're into that kind of music, they're a great band. Um, a bunch of my friends saw them this week in Pittsburgh. I just, I was I was wiped out. I didn't, it was Tuesday night. I, I we had gotten back Sunday. I had I was just I took the whole day off Monday just to get See, caught up. See, it worked. It worked out. It, it worked out. So um, the worst part of this weekend was Lil Nas X is dead to us. Yeah. So it's like, what do you? You know, go? I went. Uh, what was it? Thursday the. 22nd of September, I went to, to go see Spiritualized at Union Transfer, and like me, Gator, and Ash from uh, Bears, like, we're all going to go see Spiritualized together, pull in the parking lot, they're like, yeah, show's canceled. 
and they wound up canceling the rest of the U.S. tours. Some of the one of the touring members of the the band was sick. I think they canceled some dates in in Japan. Wow. And I was like, it's got to be Jason, even though like no news was ever released. But like, yeah. hopefully everybody's good. But I was like, what the fuck? I drove all the way here in the show. Like, I, you know, like, God damn it. That's I mean, I didn't go to Nashville. Yeah, I mean, it was unfortunately it was like it's just one of those things where it was like super disappointing because we had built the whole weekend around it. And like money was spent, dude. Oh, yeah, money, for sure. Money was spent. And for them to, for him to like just kind of back out at the last minute and not really like, you know, give a, 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 just give us a reason. It was really disappointing. So I feel for her that that kind of messed up her weekend, uh, but we made the most of it. Um, Nashville is one of those things, man. Like, it's fun to go once, but it is like for those of us who are who are more adult who are getting up there in years, it is not, it's not the same. It's a little, it get, Broadway is wild and we don't, we're not really into country music. So that, right. The, that country music, as far as the eye can see, doesn't matter to us. Right, right, right. So it's cool to see that kind of shit show. Yeah, but it's but, not but that cool. It's not that yeah. cool. Yeah, like, and it's it's a small city. It's you know it is what it's it not is. That's it is not that small. Really, people, it is not as small as people think. Um, it is probably on par with like Detroit, if it's not a little bigger. And yeah, it is I, I getting, consider I consider Detroit a small city too. Though. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, well, so, I mean, yeah. I live I live in a small city. Yeah, for sure. The Berg's a small city. The too. Berg yeah. is a small city. Yeah. Um, and it was you know we tried to walk as much of it as we could, but you get to a point where it's like. You just can't do all that. So, like, because yeah. we wanted to go out to some of the external neighborhoods, like East Nashville, and, you know, um, shouts to the Red Door Saloon. We had a great time there. The place is dope. That's that Chicago place that I was showing yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, the owner is a big Chicago sports fan. So, there was just Chicago stuff all over. Like, there was literally no free space on a wall, on the ceiling, nice. nowhere. Nice. Everything had that. something, and it was just—it was just that kind of like it was just that weird eclectic vibe that I was very into. Um, we were walking out of there, and we're walking down the street, and uh, you know, we stop at this little kind of like I don't know, like boho chic kind of you know store, and they have like you know whatever you know artisan stuff whatever. Sure. Right. Yeah. We leave and we're walking down the street a little bit and we walk past this little strip mall space and I'm like the doors open to this one this one business and I didn't really look at the name and I look in and I'm like I'm like wait hold on what stop. And I look in and I can see video games. And I'm just like what we're going in here. Yeah. So I go in, we go into this place called Up Down. It's a huge video game arcade bar. Nice, love it. They have like you know, there's like WrestleMania on the TVs. Fuck yeah, um, let's go. There's a couple of odd movies, like um it's a, it was a Stallone movie, but I can't remember exactly what it was. It was just this it, I, I can't remember for sure. Was it, it over the top? No, definitely not over the top. I would have known I would have recognized that. Was it Cobra? I don't think it was Cobra. I can't what, remember. I just what don't was, know. What was Stallone in the movie? Like, what was his character's job? I don't know. There was a there was this other guy who was taking up a lot of space at the moment in the scene. And so I couldn't... It, it just... I, 
it was some other exposition with this other character, and I can't remember. He's not. He was a character actor, so I don't remember his name. But anyway, was it was it super young Sylvester Stallone? Might have been. Yeah, it was younger, okay. for sure. So not super young. So it wasn't yeah. like Death Race two thousand. No, no, earlier than that. Okay, younger. Well, than no, that. Death, no, Death Race two thousand was, was the original one, not the remake. The oh. original one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to. This is probably yeah. late '80s or something. But it was. I was uh, hard for me to figure out what it was, though. I'm pretty sure Death Race was like uh, Sloan's first movie. We got like. I got like. I made the mistake. I go up to the bar. I'm like, yeah. Let me have like. Let me get a beer. Let me have like five dollars in tokens. He gives me like a thing of tokens. It's like a plastic cup. I go around. I'm playing like NBA jams. I'm playing like yeah, Super yeah, Mario Brothers sure. shit like that. Yeah. I finally walk past. Um, I've just been there for so long. I'm like, oh my god, I'm just playing all these fucking video games. What is going on? I walk past one of the um, token dispensers, and it's like two for one Saturday. I was like, oh, oh god, fuck and I look, yeah, and let's there's go. Like two cups worth of tokens. I'm like, oh my god. I'm playing. All, I, uh, I'm just playing games. I go to this. I go to the NHL of NBA jams. I don't forget what they called it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what that game was, but it's awesome. It was like three v three. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was like, it was like, I think it was like, it, yeah, three v three. So yeah. I go to put a token in. It doesn't. Nothing happens. I go down. I push the thing, and like fucking like. Ten tokens come out of the bottom. Oh, fucking winner, they winner! All the Nashville they were all hot chicken up. dinner. Yeah. Oh man. So I was just playing video games. I was playing. I was playing Papa Shot. I was playing like skee ball. I was playing Star Wars pinball. Oh, that's oh, fucking great! Such a great time. Yeah, man. you had... looked like you were having a good time, man. You looked absolutely heavenly. You could have been one of the seven planets in our solar system, my man. The weather was perfect. Why is there, nobody going to correct? I said seven planets in the solar se- system. What? I don't care. Pluto? What's it? You hear about Pluto? No. Well, no. Pluto would make it. There's eight planets in the solar system without Pluto, and there's nine. That's a setup for a joke, but you didn't, you, you didn't uh, fucking. No, nah, I didn't get it. You're supposed to go, there's eight planets in the solar system. And I was going to be like, not after I destroy Uranus. Oh, that is terrible. <laughs> thank God I didn't fall for that shit. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus Christ. No, thank God the fucking public school failed you, my dude, because you didn't know there were eight planets in the solar system. Yeah, I'm not a science guy. I'm just. <laughs> It's the party guy. <laughs> anyways, anyways, go to Nashville. Check it out once. Don't ever yeah. come back. But anyways, it was like 78 degrees every day. It was like lows in the 50s. Not li- literally, not one cloud in the sky for three days straight. Oh, that's beautiful. It was Fuck so yeah. beautiful. So yeah. we, we we really won out, um, you know, even, even if little Nas X is dead to us. So, yeah, no, I feel you, man. Uh, but that's awesome. And well, what do you got there? You got a little saying. Su- this is uh, su- superior. Is that superior? Say- this is what we like to call the eighth best beer in Mexico. Ooh, the eighth best. Why? Why the eighth best? Well, think about it. Um, Tecate. You know, Tecate, Dos Equis, Modelo, Sol. Um, Oh, where are we at? I'm trying. There's a bunch of. There's a bunch. Oh, Corona. Um, there's a bunch it's, of beers. So by the, th- that's not better than Corona. Oh no! This is this is this is this isn't better than Tecate. This is. Oh, Jesus. oh well, Corona's pretty. Nah, Corona's fine. This isn't as good as that. This is like. Yeah. It's all like right. This, it's it, you got just a, a little trash lager there. Is it basically was like a, all it you're was saying. just this. It was this massively cheap, gigantic sized um, Mexican beer. And so I picked up like a 12 pack of them 
that I, beer it's bigger than a pounder. Like this is bigger than like a yeah, pounder. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a huge ass beer. But it's that beer, Titanic. that is not Sweet Lou approved. That beer, I'll tell you that right now. He would not be drinking that. That that amount of trash would not befoul <laughs> those pearly taste buds of well, fucking Lucifer was, the first. I spent the day, shouts to Rand McNally, but I spent the day drinking like Flying Dogs Hazy IPA and some yeah, other no, really good sure, stuff. But, but there's a there's a always room for shit beer in my life. Yeah, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like a fucking yep. I love old style. I go home, I get a fucking old style. I don't do a fucking shot of Malort because that's disgusting. But uh, nope. next time you're in Chicago, get, get a little get a little Malort in you. Right. Yeah, and then you can fucking be mad at me later. But old All style, right, I will. Mm, old style. It's our great beer, and they can't have it. Only get it in Chicago. Old style. Really. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So awesome. Fucking great Mexican trash beer. Good trip to Nashville. Solid Nashville hot sandwiches. But I think uh I think everybody might be no, what what else? You got something going on so, in the world? What do you what do you got there? Uh, you got you we gotta try this? We gotta try something? I got, what we I got? got something you gotta try. It's right. not it's not this. Okay. Don't try it. Don't try the superior. It's the seventh. Yep. It's like the eighth best beer in Mexico. Don't try that. Um, Friday night. And it's called Rastafarian nationalism. That's right, everybody. We're talking oh, about. Yeah. Hey, hear me, yeah, man. Hear me. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Our real president. <laughs> Friday, Friday night, we had a. Uh, the boss and I had a, uh, a date night. She got me some tickets yeah. to a movie. And we went to a little, um, this little place called the Parkway Theater. They have a nice bar. They got a little, uh, they got a little um, brew pub attached to it, so you can get the bar stuff, or you can get some fancy beer. So we go to see this movie called Moon Age Daydream. Ooh, the David Bowie. Uh, the flick. David Bowie flick. Yes, that's Number right. Number one. Uh, Shouts to Dank Brandon. Now that weed is legal or what? No, it's not legal. I'm just kidding. But um, I was not, I, w- I wasn't high at all. And I really should have been. Um, the visuals in this are amazing. It is very good. Um, yeah. It is, it is a, it is a movie very much about David Bowie's um, creative process, I guess, to a degree. Sure. Um, through a little bit of interview stuff and a lot of old footage. Nice. So so it is a lot of old footage of like Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, um, all the way up through to Black Star, like just just amazing. Um, if you're a Bowie fan, you absolutely have to see this. It was so it was so worth it. Um the like I said, the visuals are great. They splice in a lot of like footage from movies and TV and stuff. Just to kind, of, it's just this big audio video like, just thing like an explosion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's been on my list of things to see. And um, uh, actually, Bears Have Hearts next show uh, October twenty eighth in Ardmore. And you know, uh, besides uh, besides being a uh, costume show for Halloween. Oh. Yeah. Nice. We are, we are also playing a uh, uh, just one cover song that night, and that cover shall be "Moon Age Daydream." Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Been working on that. It's pretty dope. So awesome. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was really really good. Um, I really enjoy. They taught he. 
he there's a lot of footage of him doing art, painting, um, audiovisual stuff, um, sculpture, just all this stuff that all these pursuits. I mean, it's sometimes it's crazy to think or remember how young David Bowie was when he did all these things. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For he sure. was way famous in his twenties. Like you know, he was. He was big in the mod scene in his like teens, um, and that and, he, and in his late teens he was he was making music like his yeah, early as, early, as, early as like stuff. David Jones or whatever right exactly yeah. so um, yeah which is it was it was real mod and real like yes yeah it's very interesting it's very it's very interesting it was very of that time yes but I mean absolutely a prolific artist David Bowie for sure so like you see like his and he talks a little bit about his and you see some of it is I don't want to I don't want to say it's to a degree it's sad because he didn't have a great family like upbringing and relationship right so there was a lot of times where you'd see him in interviews when he was in his late in his 20s and they would talk about like his parents like his father died when he was was younger um so he had a stepfather and his mother and they were estranged um the the biggest family influence was his was his was one of his brothers uh his older brother and his older brother was um, a really big influence on him up until he joined the RAF. And once he joined the RAF, he, you know, like, I guess he did tours with the RAF and he fucking lost his mind. Yeah. And he, basically, and he basically spent the rest of his years in like an insane asylum for the most part. Oh, that um, sucks. So you see like you see this. Was he in the, was he in the RAF during like World War Two? Uh, if it's Bowie's older brother, I don't, I don't know. I don't you know the know I mean? timing. I'm not great on the timing on it. Yeah, but a lot of this, you you just kind of sometimes you see this loneliness, isolation of Bowie, and how he kind of really, really buried himself in these characters, right? Like these characters, like were the whole Ziggy Stardust, Ziggy. the Thin White Duke, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you see this pro- this progression of him, like. Creating these characters to put yeah, out to sure. the public, but also to help hide himself from the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Just, I mean, just it was such a great movie. Yeah, um, no, I'm I'm definitely in on that. Um, time not your strong suit. So history, science, really not good things for you. <laughs> Hey, we're learning a lot about Pat tonight, but I mean, Bowie's one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, it's been on my um, on my agenda to see for a while. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll well, see. Well, this if, hasn't like, been out movie. that long, as far as I no, know. No, no, it hasn't. But it's been out <laughs> yeah. for a little bit, and like okay. I've seen the ads, and I've been wanting to see it. And like maybe that's a movie tavern by myself kind of experience. Oh yeah, you never dude, know. yeah, I mean, ha- like, you yeah. have to see it in a theater, dude. You have yeah. to just just to see. Um, just to see it all on a big screen, like you just have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'll be that. I got that. Uh, got that latest boosty, so I'm I'm pretty much immortal. I can go anywhere and do anything. Same. You know what I mean, yeah, same right. bro. 
Oh my that god, out. I made the mis- I made the mistake of getting a flu shot and uh, a booster. Like in oh, the you same got the f- day. Yeah, Cassie did that too. I was like, I'll just take the Omicron booster and then I'm going to get my flu shot. I think the next week, next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Eve's sister is pregnant and she's going to have their second baby in December. And so, like, Ooh. this is this was kind of the way it was when they had their first baby. It was like, you know, get your shots. And I was like, well, I can do that. And it was just easy to go get it both. Like, hit me in this arm, hit me in this arm, done. But then, yeah. like, you know. Uh, you know, it wasn't terrible. Uh, you know, um, you know, I felt a little shitty the next day for a little while. It wasn't awful. I felt um, absolutely fine. I went and I got my booster, and I got it in my left arm, which is ha- you know almost half sleeved, right? Yeah. Um, tattoo, and like so, the pharmacist like sticks me, and he's like, "Oh, you're a bleeder." I was like, "Yeah, I tend to bleed a lot." And he's like, "Why?" And I'm like. I don't know, bud. I'm like, I, I, just, I just fucking, I, he's like, oh, no, I'm like, you, are you on like blood thin? I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not on any blood thinners or baby aspirin. I just fucking bleed. Yeah. You know what I mean, but yeah, like then I took the bandaid and the fucking thing off and it was like just coated in blood. I was like, oh, shit, he, he went deep. I did actually bleed quite a bit. But uh, yeah, felt fine. Uh, the My second penis came in real nice and pronounced, right? Um well, my so, Wi-Fi was my fi- my Wi-Fi was totally messing with the bars Wi-Fi this, yesterday morning, so we we had a hard time watching the Celtic game because there was a lot of lag. So, what does that have to do with your second penis? Oh, uh, well, uh, I didn't get a second <laughs> penis. I got extra Wi-Fi. Oh, oh, nice. I got nice. my own Wi-Fi signal, but Fuck unfortunately, yeah. my Wi-Fi signal is affecting the bars Wi-Fi signal. Oh, you got of... you got the uh, the COVID vaccine with the five G in it. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. I mean, it's nice for me, but then the bar, like they can't, they're they're, oh. you know, their yeah, Wi-Fi don't work. It's like, well, yeah. my five G's strong, man. What do you want me to do? It's my yeah. That's that's fucked. That's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> All right. So uh, drink Mex- shitty Mexican beer, eat Nashville hot chicken. Hell yeah. And uh, fucking uh, go see Moon Age Daydream. But other than that, Pat, I think it's time we talk a little bit about movies, books, comics, and comics, sports, TV Asian shows, players, and TV fucking shows. hockey. The Halloween theme song's in 5-4. It is. That's a... Fucking little known fact. Oh. Right. It is in 5-4 time signature, not 4-4. Four, four. But anyways, let's talk about why we've gathered here today, and that's to talk about the TV show, the Marvel phenomenon known as Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. The young Miss Marvel. Uh, I, I believe it is Marvel's uh, first Pakistani uh, superhero. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That's a good, uh, man, Challenge I have to really. Me. Well, well, I mean, definitely first Pakistani American fucking superhero. Like, name another. I got nothing. Yeah, I, I got nothing either. But you know what was great about it is like it really didn't matter. It was like just part of who she was as a person, but it has nothing to do with the story, really. Yeah. So. Well, I you know I, I mean it it does it, it it's like. It, it's entrenched, but it's not intrinsic. Yeah, you know I mean, which is uh, what what I actually really enjoyed about it. Right? You know what I mean? It wasn't like this is uh, what what's her name? Kamala. Kamala Khan. Uh, yeah, Kamala Khan. Yeah, you know, like Kamala Khan 
works as a character regardless of her upbringing is basically what I'm saying, right? Like it's yeah. it's part of who she is, but it's not intrinsic to her being Miss Marvel or to the show succeeding or failing, right? Right. Well, yep. you never know. I mean, some people there, unfortunately, people are assholes. And so sometimes they think like, oh, here's a Muslim character. I, I don't 70, care. And it's like, well, 70% you're weird. of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so so they're trying also, to push this liberal agenda down our throats with yeah. Kamala Khan. Kamala. Right. This, oh, this freaking oh, character that they yeah, made yeah. nine years ago. Right. Exactly. That's, Just because they knew that uh, our fake they knew president. They vice president, our fake yeah. vice president's vice president. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't go that cute. Like my brain doesn't just let me do it. It doesn't go that. It doesn't God, backtrack that much. We'd yeah. have a whole new fan base. Oh, so much God. money. So God, much money. Just, yeah, yeah. So much money. So just all that straight white nationalist money that we've what? really. I mean, pandering for it. You know what I mean? Put it right uh, in my veins. But, but um, all right, limited series, right? Like, it's a short series. It was shorter than I thought it was going to be. I think it was six episodes. It was a six little shorter episodes, than I, I thought it was going to yeah. be. Um, and I it like deals... that the it was created by the writer who um, did some of the comics back in the back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So I really mm-hmm. appreciate that they, they carried that along to, like, keep it, like, I don't know, continuous or whatever you want to call it, but yeah, but yeah, they did her uh, giant hand things, and it wasn't like really super duper annoying, right? So it was that funny because was... that was a thing that they talked about, like whether they were like going to do the giant hand thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that the the writer thought um, was it Bisha Bisha K. Ali. She yeah. thought that it would have come off weird. Like it would have been difficult to pull off with like you know like CGI and stuff. Oh and yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, good I'm luck glad to that you, they. But... Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do it like some sort of like flesh type thing. You know, what I yeah. mean, like that would have been like horrible. Yeah. Uh, just random uh, cinematography. Shout out! Shout out to um, uh, the Miss Marvel series and Moon Knight for not using that fucking gross yellow filter that everybody uses whenever they film something in the Middle East, right? They make oh, it like yeah. extra, extra sandy, yes. and it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so, some, of, they, some, of the, some of the Moon Knight stuff was a little off, but, you know, whatever. No big deal, yeah, no big deal. Right, but it's still, it was it wasn't like Three Kings, which, you know, nothing against Three Kings, but just, God, looking at that movie, it's like fucking hard on the eyes, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, we're not here to talk about Mark Wahlberg like we normally are. Uh, All the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. God bless Mark Wahlberg and keep him safe. Um, our real president, Mark, Marky Mark. <laughs> Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kamala Khan is a young uh, Pakistani-American girl. Um, she... Uh, doesn't necessarily fit in all that well in high school, right? Uh, she's making her way. I'm trying to give like a, just an overview for those who don't know the story, but not go into like, let's go through every single episode, right? Um, so uh, she's looking through basically a box of she's oh but her she's well, really into superheroes right yeah the Avengers she's like, yeah she's and, a, and especially Carol Danvers right she like does she's like a, she's like an she's like an artist she's a gamer she's like she writes like superhero fanfic so she loves yeah, she's a the, cosplayer and then yeah. this is in the Marvel Universe so it's not like she's just a cosplayer for comic book characters these are real characters in the yeah. world right like yeah. so and she is a huge uh Miss Marvel fan right uh, Carol Danvers fan, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, 
she's looking to uh, cosplay as uh, Carol Danvers. Her mother, who is Pakistani Muslim, and I, I don't know what the actress actresses names are in any of these. Uh, sure. But but whoever played her mother was just absolutely fantastic, right? Like, I, I felt like all the characters were cast really, really well. Yeah. Oh, I mean? yeah. 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 I agree. Like, um, even uh, Kamala Khan was great. Like, I feel like a lot of people probably got annoyed with her, but she's a fucking 15-year-old girl, right? Like, 15, 16-year-old girl. That There's going to be an element of annoyance with that, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of like all the negative things that people were like, yo, oh, she's dumb. Yeah, I, I don't even know really who watched it. But anyway, she's put together her Miss Marvel cosplay, right? And she is going through like some jewelry that her mother has and she finds uh, this bangle. Well, her, um, so she's getting ready. She wants to go to AvengerCon. Her and her buddy, um, her best friend Bruno, yes. they want to go to AvengerCon and she wants to cosplay Karen, Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. And they, her family gets a package from their auntie, yes. and in this box of junk is yes. this bangle. They call it a bangle, but it's basically like a it's wrist a bracelet. bracelet. Yeah, it's like a yeah. wrist bracelet. It's a big-ass yeah. wrist bracelet. It's a, it's a gauntlet, if you will. Yeah, it really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Right. And her her mother, it's funny, like you see like a foreshadowing from like a mile away, and they're like, her mother is like, this is junk. Yes. Don't, don't, you don't, this is junk. Right. And she like tries to hide it from her, but she like she's like, Oh, well, you know, I like it, I want to take it away. So she's got her suit ready, but her parents won't let her go. Right. So she's gotta try to like she's gonna sneak out. They come up with a plan. It's very not very elaborate, but they're gonna go yeah. to AvengerCon. And, so, and well the uh, what I love is that her parents like generally acquiesce to her going to AvengerCon with Bruno, her friend, right? On the condition that her dad go as the chaperone and they're both gonna be dressed <laughs> as like Pakistani Hulk. And it was like, like Pakistani the, uh, Hulk, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was fucking great. And she had like some like sort of like Pakistani Hulk like outfit all made up for her and yeah. everything too. It, uh, it she fantastic. like crushes her dad. It's like so funny yeah. to watch her he's, he's so funny he's like she just crushes him and he's just so sad like oh yes. yeah and so uh so her and bruno come up with a you know elaborate plot to ride their uh, bikes and they're they uh they live in jersey city which is also great because you have like this backdrop of new york but it's not new york it's it's jersey city uh which you know again it's its own city but it's a uh, you know a little city across the river right it was funny uh, because um this and this is integral to the comics. She because Jersey City is not New York City, it's like yes. the lesser New York City. She was always presented, not you know, intentionally necessarily, but she was always like a lesser hero. Like yes. in New York City is where the Avengers are and they're super awesome, but I'm yeah, like Spider-Man's 15. there, Daredevil's there, yeah. Doctor Strange, everybody's in New York, everybody's right? There. But yeah. she's like in Jersey I'm in New- Kamala Khan. Yeah, I'm in Jersey City. So like yeah. that was always like a thing in the comics because she was kind of presented to a degree as this kind of secondary hero, which makes sense, and then she has to rise above all that. You know what I mean? Yes. So I I thought that was great, you know. So that was that was good yeah. that I thought it was done really well. I, I I liked the original run of the comics as well. Um, so, I mean, I thought all of that was really great. I, I do like smaller scope. So this kind of fits into my world of things that I like. Right. You know, what I mean, tell me an interesting story. And, yeah, yeah. like I, I, I tend to dig that. Right. Um, 
so they, anyways, they go to AvengerCon. They sneak out. She's got a really sweet Miss Marvel costume. She made the, the hair piece and everything. She's going to enter the cosplay thing. They go through, like, hell getting there, trying to ride their bikes to the bus stop and all this other stuff, right, to get from <laughs> Jersey to New York. And it's, it's just great. It's fun stuff, right? They get to AvengerCon. Uh, and uh, basically, her nemesis from high school is also at AvengerCon. Um, you know, she's the real pretty popular she's the girl. Popular girl, yeah, yeah, exactly. And she's also cosplaying as Miss Marvel. She's got sort of a a far racier, right? Like, uh, you know, the whole like skin tight outfit that you see superheroes yeah. wear and stuff like yeah. that. She she has the the Miss Marvel outfit with the sash on it. If you are familiar, right? Um, so. Something happens. I don't remember what exactly, but basically this well, giant. Yeah. What, so, what so sets off the, the fucking thing of uh, she um she goes into the bathroom to Bruno gives her something. I forget how this works, but Bruno Bruno like made some technological thing that was going to help her like. Be like flashy or some shit. I forget exactly how it worked. She goes into the bathroom to do the thing. She takes the bangle and she puts the bangle on. When she puts the yeah. bangle on, it triggers something. Magic. And some magic. It triggers some... something. And so she is like having like, you know, whatever. I don't know. Some superhero freak out type of thing. I don't know how it works. Um, she comes back out. She's missing whatever Bruno gave her, whatever fancy thing he gave her. But right. It was like a light She's up like, glove. It was like yeah, the light yeah. up glove that she made. He made out of some Nintendo right. thing. Yeah, you know I mean, and so yeah, it's basically the Nintendo <laughs> glove thing. The power glove. Yeah, the yeah. power glove. So she comes out and she is like the the bangles the bangles causing her to react in a way she doesn't understand. It can't control. So it inadvertently causes. Um, light and all this weird shit to come out of her and stuff. Yeah, like crazy um, light mirror looking shit that comes yeah. out of her. So she's projecting starts... like constructs of light. Yes. Physical like, you know, tangible constructs of light right. that you can touch and it pushes a giant uh Miss Marvel head thing that starts rocking back and forth. And some then big that, ass prop. Yeah. yeah, some big ass prop. And that starts to like fall and it's going to crush basically her rival. Like it's going to fall and yeah, girl, Zoe, Zoe. yeah bo- fall and crush and kill her. And Kamala like reaches out and the bangle like makes the giant hand, but it's yep. constructed out of light, right? Which was cool. And it catches this and saves her. Right. And everybody's like, they think it's some sort of special effect and like yada, yada, yada. And it's not real. And like, she's like, I got to get the hell out of here. So she yeah. gets the hell out Everybody of here. Everybody freaks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so but at then the end, back to New um, Jersey. <laughs> everybody is like, you know, because it's social media, everybody's social mediaing about it. But yeah. um, at the end of the episode, in a post credit scene, the Department of Damage Control, which is going to be an overarching um, antagonist throughout probably the next phase, let's just yes. say. Yeah, right, right. They they see this video on social media and they're like, we need to go. We need to go sort this out. Wherever this super powered fucking person is causing a muck. Right. right. Like we need to go get control of this situation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so you can see their telegram. This is going to be the antagonist throughout the throughout the season. This right. is going to be a thing. But yep. also the drama about the bangle because she's not really supposed yeah. to have it. Her mom her mom was very much like 
this is junk. You need to stay away from this. Yeah. So you and see then, what our. And then following like, you know, who she is and all this other stuff. Right. And the dichotomy of like her and her, her parents, her brother who is getting married. Right. Um, and so, yeah, and, and there's the whole like, so the, the Department of Damage Control, I can't remember exactly how it's been a while since I watched this show, right? But they basically determined that the person with the thing is of, you know, Muslim descent. So they start like checking mosques, mosques, yeah. right? Uh, and and the the Eve or the the head of the mosque uh, at uh, the one that Kamala attends, he's super cool dude. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, basically is like, yeah, we know our rights and yada yada yada. They come here and they sort of you know he stops them from searching, right? But you can see that they're very interested in this mosque. They feel like somebody at the mosque is is whoever this uh, person is i forget yeah. what they what they what they called her right it was like light something light sh yeah oh yeah jeez yeah. i forget what they call it like i don't know it was a light bright or some bullshit yeah yeah so, some horrible name right yeah, yeah. so a little bit before this they are um kamala goes to like some sort of a party with her friends i forget um her uh Nakia, Nakia is the is the Muslim girl who is her friend. Yeah, she yeah, was the like, yeah, she's like eighteen. And, yeah, and Bruno, yeah. and they go to a yeah. party and they meet this um this new um student, Cameron, yes. who's like uh a, a, you know he's like a he's, uh, East Asian, yeah. um character. Muslim Arab something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he's super so of course hot. all the girls yeah. are like crushing yeah. on him, and he's gonna take Kamala driving in his car. Yeah. So this creates the great. This creates some friction between Bruno, yes. her tech nerd friend who also is crushing on her. Right, but who, she doesn't know that. Who who the other dude calls him like Bruce the entire time. Yeah, he calls time? him yeah, like yeah. he calls him yeah. some weird name. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it's either like Brian. I think it's Brian actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Um, which is it, it, it's pretty funny. Uh, so there's that. But we find out that he is actually not just a new student, the hot kid on the block. He is a member of or, or he's a member of a race of people or I don't even yeah. want to say people people like they're they're a, ra a race of alien or interdimensional beings uh, that are called the um, clandestines. The clandest clandestines, yeah. yes. So at the end of episode two, um, at some point, she, the bangle, while they're trying to train her, right? So Bruno's trying to help her learn how to use this power. Yes. From the bangle. She yeah. has a vision, and there's a vision of this woman. She doesn't know who it is, but there's a woman. At the end of the second episode, she's going to take a car ride with her buddy, her new friend Cameron, yeah. and he introduces her to his mother, um, was it Najma? Najma? Yeah. I, I think that's how I pronounce it. And she's the woman that she sees in the vision. So there's, it's a little bit of a, you know, right. there's a little bit of a thing at the end. But um, Najma explains that they're like, they're part of this group called the clandestines. Clandestines, and, yeah. Uh, they're like, they're, they're, oh, this is wild. They're, they're the jins. They're jins. Yeah. Right. And I thought I thought the jins were like um, they're genies. Genies. That's yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, they're like the, they're part of a group of people who are from like another dimension. Yeah, and that's what jins are is they're genies, right? So it was cool bringing that sort of mythos into the yeah, MCU, right? Absolutely. And, 
Yeah, and then uh, then Robin Williams shows up. Yep, and then and then he does a real big and number. Then yeah. Will Smith shows up. They fight to determine yeah. who is the true Jin. Yes, yes. Robin Williams wins because he always should win. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but they want they want <laughs> so they want Kamala to help um, get them back to wherever they you know are supposed to go. Like they they need to go to this dimension. They believe that the yeah, bangle they, they, can help them get there, get back home. They've been wandering for thousands of years or hundreds of years or however long it was. Right. Um, so. All this is going on, the dichotomy of a young Muslim girl playing, you know, with her very conservative parents um, who are, are trying to let her grow up, right, but still, like, trying. So, long story short, her and her mother uh, basically take a trip to Karacha, Pakistan, to visit uh, Kamala's grandmother, right? Um, yeah. It, yeah? No, so, I don't think that's in episode three, but that's they eventually get there. So they the way that this actually works is the way that my recollection is the bangle is triggering her to have visions. She's yes. Not a, yes. So she sure. starts by having visions of Cameron's mom, this this clandestine person. But then she's there's also these visions of a train. In Karacha. Um, in, Indy, in Karacha, like at yeah. the at the fall of the British Empire. Right. Um, or some part at some point of the British Empire, um, it's the, when it's there was the, like the, a... it's the fall of the British Empire. So once the British Empire falls, right? It, it as far as history goes, right? Right? India becomes its own country. But as India is becoming its own country, um, obviously Hinduism is a caste system, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and Muslims don't necessarily fall within right. that caste system, right? Um, especially in like 1940s India, it's, it's a very different caste system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there is also, uh, you know, some movement for Muslims that live in India that are allied with people in Af- Afghanistan at the time. And basically there's the, the creation of the country of the lands of Pakistan. Right. So as the border between Pakistan and India is going to be closed, there is basically a mass exodus of Muslims that are living in now a liberated India. It's, it's after World War II. Right. It's after the British Empire has left. Right. Um, and Muslims are fleeing into Pakistan. And that's yeah. that's what the train station in Karacha is, is about, is is, is the, so the, the the Muslims crossing. While the this is going on, there's a lot of back and forth because the bangle itself causes hard feelings amongst her mother and her family because of the history of the bangle as it relates to that time period. Yes. Right? And, the, and right. to and to Kamala's. Great grandmother. Is there a great grandmother? It's her okay. great grandmother. Yes, okay. yes. So it's not, it's not um, Kamala's grandmother that they go visit in Pakistan. It's her mother, right? Who so there's a lot of back and forth there, time wise. Yes, right. So basically, it, 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 the story is that she left the family during their flight from India to Pakistan, and uh, Kamala's grandmother was raised basically by her father uh, because her mother had left them. And a lot of people compare her mother, right, or or Kamala's grandmother to what her mother was like. She's a very free spirit and yada, yada, yada. So uh, Kamala's 
Kamala's mother, who is trying to be much more traditional, right, has, uh, a, again, a different relationship with her mother, a sort of a strange relationship with her mother, right? And I, there's also the, the that action where she's probably wanting to avoid that with Kamala because she knows she has her own estranged relationship right. with her mother back home in Pakistan. Yeah, so I, th- I think there's a lot of the perception of her family— uh, the, her, her her family's perception of her great grandmother and what happened in 1942 is very skewed and different than maybe what actually happened. Right. And so it, this this is where you know there's a lot of back and forth, like flashbacks. Yes. And so which I you know I I think I think this is a really to me was really unique and really good about this series. It's yeah. just they they look at this history and uh, you yeah, see, 100%. You know, I, it's not it's not something that's very like, oh, well, this is like this is what happened when the Avengers were fighting things. It's not that. It's it's a very you know, it has its, it's own mythos. It, it, yeah, and it's a very microcosmic story, right? Like the Avengers exist, they go to AvengerCon, there's all this great stuff, right? But what's happening is is happening. And yeah. and it's it's only involved with that, right? You don't have to worry about like, oh, this is when the blip happened, and yeah, yeah and all, exactly. all this. It's it's all outside of that. This yeah. is his own fucking story. This is and, a much and, more historical story, right? And we don't have to be told the same story fifty times, which right. is what I get annoyed with with the MCU. Yeah, this this story has its own mythos. It has its own groups. It has its own characters. Yeah, um, they're all very unique. Um, and I'm sure all that stuff that happened with Infinity War and all that happened there, but we don't have to hear about it because it's not important to this story, right? Like it has no bearing on it. So, and that's that's great. Again, it's its own microcosm. Um, so, to make a long story short, right? Um, basically, it turns out that the clandestines, right, are not the good guys, <laughs> right? They basically want the bangle it is a power source right and they are looking to merge the world of the jinn with our world which right. would would destroy at least our world and possibly maybe both we don't know we've seen some doctor strange in all that yes, shit right so right. right so there's that element of it too right but definitely would destroy our world so they want the bangle for this reason we find out that kamala's great grandmother also a clandestine, also a jinn, right? She had the bangle. The reason why she never made it back to the train, right? As Kamala is now able to to increase the power of of using the bangle, she can actually like kind of travel through time and see shit as it happens. Yeah, I don't. I think that's very accidental. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because she was trying to escape the uh the the clandestines that were like like hunting her. There's this whole thing. There's the red scarfs. I forgot to mention the red scarfs. The red she, daggers. The red daggers, yeah. Yeah. Um they they were a super cool kind of uh secret group that their whole purpose is to stop the clandestines from finding the bangle that Kamala has. Yeah. So like by by like episode four, 
she travels back to she travels to India and they meet up with people to try to understand how the bangles working Pakistan just want to make sure Pakistan, that, yeah, yeah so that they're, we're they're, culturally appropriate even what, though like it's all the same thing right it's all like yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're trying they're trying to understand how the bangle is trying to communicate through Kamala Khan through yeah. basically through this vision of the train this historical you know, episode. And so she trains with like the red daggers, the clandestines try to, um, get a hold of her from there. There's some, there's some fights. Um, you know, it's, it's very, you know, then you, then it creates a wedge between her and Cameron because Cameron was, He's his mother's a clandestine. He clandestine, is essentially right. a clandestine, right. but Kamala is more aligned with the Red Daggers because she doesn't want to see the world these these dimensions merge because there'd be all kinds of chaos. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of cool. I mean, there's a lot of cool shit going on here by like oh, yeah. episodes four and five. Right. And and her her grand her great grandmother right was a clandestine. She was basically hiding the bangle from the rest of the clandestines so that they could not merge the planet, right? Um, her grandmother knew that her, her her mother was special, right? Yeah. And um, so basically what Kamala sees during the, the, the train is uh, her great-grandmother basically gets separated from, uh, you know, her husband. Her husband, and, yeah. And, and, and the her child. daughter, yeah, right. right? And she, I'm pretty sure she gets stabbed, right? Like, Najma stabs so, her. Yeah, yeah. Najma sa- stabs her so that, like, she, they meet before Najma sees her at her home with her, with her, this new husband and her child. Yeah. And they have this conversation. She's like, where's the bangle? I hid the bangle. Well, we yeah. need the bangle. And there's, there's a, there's a conflict about, how we're going to use the bangle at the train station. They're trying to leave because of the, a, a, ethnic, all the shit that's going on. All with, the ethnic with, stuff is going on is creating an and issue. And then plus, plus the clandestines are, are on her trail now. Right. Yeah. And basically Najma sees that she's chosen her husband and her daughter over them. Right. right. You know? And so she stabs and kills her, um, Kamala sees that that's why she never comes back to the family, right? Is because right. she's dead lying on a train car. And then she actually helps her grandmother find her, basically her great grandfather yeah. safely because they get separated. So right? at the, at the end of episode four, between all the fighting between the clandestines and the red daggers, um, something, Oh, um, Najma, Najma tries to stab at Kamala Khan, but actually hits the bangle. When she yeah. stabs the bangle, it actually sends Kamala Khan back in time to that yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep. So all of episode five is, is a this period is a flashback. It's not yeah. a flash. It, it like well, it is, it's, but it's it not, is. right? It's, yeah, right, right. Exactly. It's like a time travel episode where she goes back and she sees what actually yes. happened to her great grandmother, and she realizes that. Najma did it. This is how this happened. Like this yeah. is what happened. She's and like, now, and now, Ka- baby. Ka- yeah, and Kamala Khan now has like the whole picture, right? Right. She so sees everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good episode of Quantum Leap. 
Um, then, <laughs> but not the she, new reboot, which is going to yeah, suck. Yeah, that's going to be terrible. So she gets back, right? Her and her mother, uh, her mother and her mother, right? So her mother and her grandmother reconcile. They sort of have see to eye to eye. Um, Kamala and her mother go back to New York, right, or New Jersey, uh, back to the United States, and then you know, basically, we have the final showdown. The clandestines were arrested by damage control, right? So that had well, happened. That, so the the end of episode five, she interacts with her great-grandmother. She helps make sure that her grandmother, who is a child at the yeah, time, finds her, father, finds her great-grandfather um, and gets on the train safely. Yep. But at the end of the episode, she comes back to the present. And when she returns to the present, she realizes that the – Whenever Najma hit the bangle, not only did it send her back to the past, it also opened this like almost like Crack. a portal. Yeah, right, right. In it, this veil, uh, you know, this between they, they the, 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 the veil world of and Noor. the yeah, the 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 world of the Jinn and our world. Yeah, right. So. so this is where things get weird because like people try to interact with this veil, like, hey, I'm going to be able to go home. They yeah. try to interact, and it just it just turns them all to ash. It just turns them to soup, right? Yeah. Najma wants to go, and she's like, no, I can do it. And they're like, no, you can't. You're going to die. And she, like, before she tries to interact with this portal, veil, whatever you want to call it, she transfers her powers, whatever her powers are, I don't know there. Into her, uh, cam- into her son, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. And then she tries to interact with the veil of Noor. Well, that doesn't work either. Yeah. So she ends up, like, sacrificing herself. And then, like, Cameron lose he, he, he struggles to control this power. Yes. So he all of a sudden, like, you know, Bruno's like working at like a pizza shop or some bullshit, and a he's like, "Yo, store. Okay, yeah. okay, all right." Yeah, he's like yeah. taking out the trash essentially, and, yeah. and Cameron's like, "Yo, you need to help me, Mike. You yeah. need to, whatever your name is, yeah, Steve. Brian, whatever. Yeah. You need to help me." Yeah. When, they, and then when he this happens, yeah, he eventually learns his name, right? Like, well, yeah, this, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he finally learns his name, and this is when the Department of Damage Control right um, shows up and attacks them, and he destroys whatever this drone is but he also destroys the entire first floor of the store yeah so he because Cameron can't control this power he has no idea what's going on he can't control so that's the end of episode five and now we have like the final episode yeah where they're and on th- the run yeah and th- so they have this final standoff like they're trying to to find Cameron keep him safe from damage control but also keep basically the world safe or the the city safe from Cameron because he can't control his powers right right um, and, and damage control is actually only making things worse. Um, we also find out a, a cool thing where, like, what, Kamala wasn't the first one to put the bangle on in her family, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody else was able to access any power from the bangle except for Kamala. And then uh, Bruno tells her something pretty cool that the reason— Right. The reason why she can access this is like the biggest thing in the entire series. The biggest reveal. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing in the entire series is the reason she can access this power and the bangle works for her when it hasn't worked for her mother, her grandmother, everything is there is a mutation in her blood. A mutation? Yeah, it's a mutation. You say, fuck She-Hulk, and there's a guy with knives on his hand. This was the most significant drop of mutants in the MCU. Thus it's the far. first yeah, right, thus far. And it's the first official appearance 
of a mutant. Yeah. In the MCU. Well, so like the original, uh, I think oh, some or, of the original, uh, uh, the original canon for Miss Marvel was that she was a mutant per se. Yeah. And during one of these Inhumans story arcs, when they tried to make the Inhumans a thing again, but nobody yeah. really gave a shit. Um, right. At some point, the Inhumans <coughs> released a Terrigen mist on Earth, and that triggered her... Mutant uh, mutation, abilities. yeah, 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 and so she became Miss Marvel. So basically, this is kind of a play on that without as actually admitting as much because obviously the Inhumans sucked and yeah, no, no one liked them, and so they bombed. So of course we've got to make a different kind of like we got to skew it a little, but yeah, but yeah. So she's a mutant, and the bangle, not the Terrigen Mist, yes. is what is triggering her abilities. So yes. and that's we're kind that's, of retconning it, but. It's still pretty cool. So we have the final showdown in their high school. Basically, they, you know, uh, Cameron's powers go out of control. Uh, Kamala is able to to stop him with her own, you know, light power, like basically save everybody while also saving all of her friends, her brother, uh, all of her, his, his wife, Zoe. No, his wife wasn't there. Just, his, just her brother, his brother uh, Zoe, Bruno, Bruno, Zoe, uh, uh, the, the, the older, um, Muslim girl. Um, oh yeah, yeah. 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 She was there. So they save all, yeah, her bestie. They save all of them. Right. Uh, she saves all of them and she's able like basically, after she stops Cameron, right? After she saved all her friends, she's like weakened and and uh, you know like vulnerable, and that's when damage control. Like so, damage control gives like the okay to like basically attack a school, um, or or the one chick that's like the field commander, even yeah. though the actual uh, uh, corporate headquarters or, or boss of damage control is like, do not engage. Do well, not yeah, engage. So at the beginning of the series, there are two characters, right? Um, I, I got to remember, I'm trying to, these two primary agents, I'm trying to remember exactly their names, but. Um, yeah, they're basically, they're like, they're they're Mulder and Scully, right? But they're right. damage control. That's, so the that's male, basically the, what they the are. The male character, I think it's, it's uh, Cleary, is his name, yeah. Cleary. He has actually been in other things previously. Yeah. This other one, I think her name is like Deaver or something. She is kind of like going out on her own. So when they get and to this she's part trying of the to school, make an yeah, she's, she's trying, trying to, to make, make a, a name. name for herself. Yeah. Yes. So, and so she basically she ignores the order to stand down. They attack, you know. So again, Miss Marvel saves the day, but now she's like super weak, right? And she's basically closing in on her. And that's when the entire community, uh, the Eve from her mosque and everybody, they sort of like surround her and protect her, right? So it's that a, it, it, this is this is like a fun part of like social media how social media can be like useful to rally yeah people. yeah right exactly because, like I, there was a lot of stuff in the beginning they're like hey they're coming to get us we need your help we need to do this stuff right so you know they rallied people they rallied people from the mosque and the high school and stuff to come down to the school and be like hey we need to help and when the, the ddoc is going to try to like you know kind of march on this school the local 
people, like from people, the mosque yeah. and high school, they're like, nah, we're good. Yeah, they're like basically being a human shield, right? Yeah. And like stopping them from going in, right, and, and getting Kamala. And then Kamala comes to and she does her light step runaway thing, yeah. right? And everybody Which she, So we, we missed the one part a couple episodes prior early on where she like is still trying to understand her powers where like this one child is on the mosque and he's oh, like, yeah, he's yeah, out yeah, the yeah, window yeah. and he almost falls and she's got to do the light step thing. Yeah, to save him, right? And it, she doesn't which, do it great. It works okay. Yeah, yeah, like she barely saves him, but like yeah. she does save him. Yeah, I mean, but like people are like, ah, oh, that's fucking, uh, you yeah. Know, like, oh, you're kind of weak risky on that, but... as shit, right? But so anyways, Kamala fucking saves the day. She is Miss Marvel. Her parents are accepting of her being who she is, right? Uh, things are great in the world. Bruno is going off to MIT, right? Like, he's going to become a really super cool inventor because he's super smart. And then... These kids are just... All these kids in the Marvel Universe are just super-duper smart. Super fucking super-duper smart. I don't smart. see that around my city. I don't see a kid that's super-duper nah. smart and just creates weird tech stuff no. by himself. But apparently We're also in the super dumb. So, yeah, mean, we are, yeah, true. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> so, so then, I don't know. Like, whatever. We'll, we'll wrap this up here. Uh, there's a little fucking rumbling in the closet or whatever in Kamala's room. The bangle starts the bangle. blowing. Yeah, right? And then it basically sucks Kamala into the closet. There's sort of like the door. It's like a fucking, portal, basically. Yeah, the door fucking crumbles. and blah, 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 blah. Then the closet door opens, right? It's very horror movie-esque, right? Because the right. closet slams shut. And then the closet door opens, and it's not Kamala that walks out. It's Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. Right. And she's, she's like, just what? like, oh, shit. So she's and like, then, yeah, she's like, you see her looking around Kamala's bedroom and you can see like all the all of her artwork about yes. Carol Danvers. And she's like, what? Where am I? How did this happen? Like, oh, shit. And then it's like a big to, oh, shit moment. Yeah. And then fade to black. So. um, So hopefully setting up for a season two. You well, this I mean? is this is going to set up for the Marvels, the yeah. movie. Right. Um, I don't know how exactly. It's a very interesting thing. The bangle causes her to switch places. So the big probably the initial part of the Marvels is probably going to be where does Kamala end up? Sure. Where did they trade places to? Like right. where right. in the universe is this teenage Carmen San Diego? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> where right. in the universe is Carmen San Diego Khan? Yeah. Going to end up. And so that'll be a part of this movie. So. I, again, like small stories. I like things that are microcosm. So this is, you know, this was one of my better liked, more favorite Marvel shows and properties as of late. Yeah, I mean, that being said, there's, you know, definitely like some of the special effects were a little cheesy. Some, you know, like it is what it is. I'm somewhere around six and a half, seven. It's definitely worth Yeah, you know what? I really, I really came around on this one because... Like initially, I was like, eh, you know what? This is like kind of like teenage stuff. This isn't really for me. It's like a kid's show almost. But it's like the character is. It's this interesting microcosm of like being a teenager and coming into your own and the conflict that you have with your like your parents and the conflict that you yeah. have with your school and so, and so absolutely it's definitely and I, I think there's there's a lot what I really enjoyed about it is there's a lot of point of view of the outsider 
Yeah, right. Yeah, you know I mean, and from the outside looking in, very fucking apropos, right? But I, uh, th- there is that from the from her being an outsider of 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 being an awkward teenage girl, an awkward teenage girl who happens to be Muslim, from an outsider standpoint of not being the you know the what her her parents or her family or her religion would expect for her to be yeah. as as the perfect you know fifteen year old Muslim girl. So there, there's a lot of lot of really really good stuff. In this, it's, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's one of the, uh, w- again, one of the Marvel properties that I would say, yeah, definitely uh, go out and see this. Um, is it as good as some of the other shows from an action standpoint? Probably not. But from a story standpoint, it's really fucking good. And some it's of the action's teen- killer, too. It's a teenage story, right? So it's like, yeah. here's, you know, I, I think that. I think that people want to see like heroes just automatically be heroes, but it's like, this is a teenage girl. She's in high school. She's a Muslim girl in like America. There's a lot of like conflicts that she has to deal with. And then she also has to be like, you know, all of a sudden I'm a superhero. I always, I, I, I idolize this superhero. Well, now I have the power of a superhero. It's not easy. Yeah. It's and I'm easy. learning how to use it. And and and, and it's I, I thought even though we've seen teenage stuff with like Spider-Man before, it was a different approach. It was almost, in my opinion, a more human approach. Uh, because in Spider-Man, Peter Parker, you know, we have the montage scenes, and it's easier probably to do in a show, right, than it is in a two-hour movie. We have the montage scenes of Spider-Man learning to be a hero, right? But he it always seems like he gets that shit pretty quickly. Well, yeah, but you remember, I mean? like in um, the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man, he has he has Tony Stark. Yeah, no, for sure. Like for he sure. has someone to like yeah. mentor him. She yeah. is just a kid in New Jersey, right? Which I you know like I mean? better. Again, yeah. I like better. Yeah, I mean, it like creates I, yeah. a more relatable aspect. Yes. So, so yeah, check it out. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it's. Um, oh, what was your score? Where are you at? Uh, I give it a seven, dude. I, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, I came around a lot on this. Like, I really, yeah. I, I like the story. I never read Miss Marvel. I never read the comics. I read a few of them. They were good. Um, I read a, a good run, maybe 15, yeah. 20 I mean, issues. Yeah. Some of the collected stuff has done really well. It sold really well. The issues have been kind of like hit and miss, but like the collected versions have sold really well. Um, it sets up a lot of really like young Avengers type um, stories, which is probably cool. And. I just like the whole story from like the whole perspective. Yeah. Um, so I, I I came around a lot on this. At, uh, initially, when we talked about this, I was uh, when we started watching it and stuff. I was like, Nah, this ain't for me. This is not. Yeah. But then you realize like this is, the, the, you know, not every not every hero is going to relate to you the same. And and I think that's what I really enjoyed about it is it was a different story. Yeah. And it wasn't the same story that gets told every time, which I'm yeah. getting a little over, right? But yeah, I mean, definitely worth checking out for sure. Oh, yeah. But that is all the time that we have for today. Thanks, as always, for stopping by, hanging out, listening, doing the things. And don't forget, number one, with all right Rost Farians. Yeah, man. Do it, Jamie. Hear me, man. Do it, man.